on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Oh, they're going to get a treat in Lamar's Iowa tonight because on the opposing sideline will be one of the best offensive linemen in the country. Grant Bricks will be in town in Lamar's Iowa tonight. The number 100 overall player, according to rivals, four-star, six-foot-six, 280 pounds. He is an offensive tackle. It's OU, Nebraska, and Kansas State. And I guess the question tonight, Parker, while you are standing on the end zone, sideline, wherever you're going to be, is the Nebraska 18-wheeler uh, going to show up as well to Lamar's Iowa? Could this be the last-ditch effort for Nebraska and their uh, recruitment of great bricks and even the semis going to make it to the game tonight? Well, from what I understand, um, and I don't, gosh, I don't know, recruiting regulations can be so hard to follow and there are so many loopholes and various interpretations that arise from it but from what i understand nebraska's already been out to see bricks this fall so they can't go out again i guess technically they can they could park the truck there i mean i guess there's nothing (laughs) regulating you from parking a truck outside a kid's game i guess from that standpoint it's a pretty pretty brilliant maneuver by nebraska this past week to park that truck outside loma because well, it's it doesn't technically constitute recruiting contact. They'll honk the horn after every time Grant Bricks' team scores on offense. That's what they'll do. I I don't know what the motive behind parking that truck outside Loma was. I'm not sure what they expected to accomplish. I think a lot more can be accomplished, especially with that kid. As far as he's concerned, a lot more can be accomplished with a phone call and a half an hour of good, solid, honest conversation than parking a truck outside of school. But, hey, to each their own. You yeah, know? yeah, to each, to each their own. We'll see if it works out for Nebraska or not for the four-star offensive tackle. I have some buddies driving to, uh, to uh, Olathe. Well, they're staying in Olathe tonight. They're going to the game in Lawrence this weekend. And one of them um, messaged me earlier today and said, hey, when is Grant Brick's uh, decision date? To which I responded, well, I mean, there's not one as of right now. And I guess there's really the question of, will there be an announcement of a decision date? Or is Grant Bricks, are we all of a sudden just going to see some sort of a graphic or he, he just randomly announces, hey, I'm uh, committed to OU. So we don't have an announcement date. Like Maybe you'll find something out. But is there a chance that there is no announcement date he just randomly drops an edit that he's committed to OU or wherever else, and then he quietly signs again on National Signing Day. Like I, I, I wonder how much of a realistic scenario that could be for Grant Bricks. Yeah, I, and I don't think, I don't think this takes all the way till Signing Day. It, it could, it very well could. I have learned that pretty much anything is on the table with this kid, but I would figure we're not that far off from knowing where he's headed and i just i i don't know if the kid and his family are going to have the patience to take this all the way until signing day because although he is torn he's also just ready for this to be over which is a weird kind of paradox uh weird place to be for the kid but i 
I don't get the sense that we are too far away from a decision. Yeah, but and do I we get an gets... actual announcement, like a live announcement there in the state of Iowa, or is it just like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, I'm uh, I'm committed here? I think whatever will be done will be done without a lot of fanfare. Yeah, so the entire school there, uh, the Nebraska semi, the 18-wheeler will be parked outside, and he'll be committing in front of the entire school. That that seems like that would be a lot of fanfare for uh, Grant Briggs up there in the state of Iowa. But yeah, I think um, I think the the sooner this happens, like the the quicker this announcement happens, it feels like the better it is for OU. The longer this goes on, not that that means that OU's out of the race, but like if you're telling me this decision happens in less than two weeks, then I'll continue to feel really good about OU's chances here. Yeah, and I I have and do feel good about OU's chances. Uh, obviously, I'll have a better read on it after tonight once I get the opportunity to see Bricks for the second time in three weeks. Bill Biedenboe is going to be out there. So uh, I Bill Biedenboe obviously can't converse with the kid. He can only stand there on the sideline and watch him. He can't have any actual contact with the player while there. But uh Biedenboe is out there to show that Bricks remains a priority for Oklahoma and if some of these rumblings that have been kicked my way regarding Eddie Pierre Louis and UCF hold true then the addition of Bricks the potential addition of Bricks takes on a new degree of significance yep. for OU yeah, it completes your offensive line class. Like, if EPL is really leaning towards UCF now, and if he's not going to pick OU, which this recruitment has taken a lot of different turns. So regardless of what the latest rumor is, like, I'm just kind of in wait-and-see mode with that one because turns have happened before. But you get Grant Bricks, then that completes your offensive line class. It's kind of like he, he was always the priority up front. We've been saying that for a couple of months now. I'm not changing my opinion on that. You get Grant Bricks. He's your best offensive lineman. And honestly, man, one of your best offensive players in this year's class. So get him, and you you feel like you're set up front. Yeah, and look, I, I'll just be honest. I, I'll prepare people for uh, what could potentially be the worst. I, I've heard some things. I know some things. I still need to get confirmation of a few things. But there's a chance I flip my future cast from OU to UCF for Eddie Pierre-Louis by the end of the day. Jeff from OKC says, Parker, you see that semi? Grab some spray paint and mark it with last year's score. <laughs> yeah, that'll show them. But the, uh, or, or, or put how long it's been since they've uh, played in a bowl game or something like that. Yeah, get some spray paint. 308, is Bill taking the chopper to Iowa? Choppers beat trucks any day. I don't know how Bill is getting to Lamar's, Iowa, from wherever the team is staying outside Lawrence, but uh, I he is I, flying in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think it would be a chopper, though. Unfortunately, I, I don't think that that would be the case. Uh, let's see. Nine one eight Bricks has followed some Nebraska recruits recently. I found out on a message board says this texture. But have your feelings on Bricks stayed the same as to where he will end up? And at least for me. After the past couple of weeks, like the answer to that is yes. Yes, just be wary of doing the whole follow train thing, stalking a kid's follows and assuming that that tells the story because oftentimes it doesn't. Now, there are meaningful insights that you can draw from something like that, but it's just, 
at the end of the day, it's meaningless because you have no idea what the kid's motive in doing so is, right? You have no idea whatsoever. And so you gotta, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. Uh, keep it coming on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, by the way, 405-651-3439. From the 832, the state of Texas, which 2024 running back commit is having the best senior season? Since our run game stinks, would it be Xavier Robinson or would it be Taylor Tatum? I uh, I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me for, for either of those two. I'm going to guess that Taylor Tatum, though, has the best overall numbers between the two. And if you're looking at one of those two to have a bigger impact as a true freshman next year, I would guess that that's I would guess that that's Taylor Tatum over Xavier Robinson. Not that uh, Xavier Robinson can't have a role, but if you're talking about someone who could do some real damage at running back next year, um, and, and I and maybe it's neither of those, man. But Taylor Tatum is the guy that I would look at right now. Well, and let's not forget you have a third running back commit many don't think of him as a running back commit but that's what andy bass is or is going to be rather at the university of oklahoma and that dude right there is probably your oklahoma gatorade player of the year in 2020 feels like he will be with the crazy every week's just crazy numbers man he hasn't had an off game yet or, or at least from what i've seen He's been excellent throughout. Jamie in Whitehouse says, so our performance last Saturday turned the tide for Eddie Pierre-Louis? I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I mean, they, they won the game. They didn't play well. But I don't think that not playing well against UCF totally turned the tide for Eddie Pierre-Louis. I, I, don't, I don't think that's it at all. Probably, yeah, uh, no, 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 well, I mean, no. we've mentioned it this week. Mom probably wants him to stay closer to home. And uh, UCF probably making a, um, you know, that, that got a nice offer on the table, I'm sure. Bingo. That is, yeah, no, Oklahoma beating UCF by two points instead of 42 is not what swayed this thing. I don't think EPL had money on the game. I don't think that he took OU minus the uh, 17 and a half or whatever it ended up being at kickoff. But, yeah, sounds like other reasons other than the uh, performance from last Saturday. So, okay, there's some news there on the offensive line front. There is good news to share on the defensive line front, but not 2024, looking ahead to 2025 already. And I offered up the numbers yesterday during the show. It feels like this staff is doing a much better job in state than the previous staff. And we shared those numbers, and those numbers are true. Like, what does OU have? Five? Uh, No, they have six in-state commits uh, in the 2024 class. Okoye, Devin Jordan, um, Andy Bass, Xavier Robinson, Michael Patterson, McDonald, and Josh Iasosa. Six Oklahoma kids committed already for 2024. The previous staff had six combined in their final three classes. But 2025 really looks like it's going to have some Oklahoma flair to it. You've already got three Oklahoma kids committed for 2025. And I see that you and Brandon put in a future cast for uh, Alex Shield Knight up there in Wagner. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Alex Shield Knight's game. I expect that recruitment to be over sooner rather than later, pun fully intended. And, gosh, that is a kid that you can get excited about if you're an OU football fan because he is mean. That is a mean football player. And strong as an ox, high motor. I went out to see him earlier this season out at Wagner, and he gets the stamp of approval big time. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. 
uh, three-star defensive end. Th- three-star for right now, it feels like um, he'll have a chance by next cycle to be elevated to a four-star. Not, maybe not five-star territory, but I'm looking at that 6'3", 225-pound frame, the, the production that he's had. I'm officially making a prediction that Alex Shield Knight's a four-star by next year. I'm, I'm putting that in right now. I would agree with that. I would fully agree with that. And I think when you're looking at the rankings in the state of Oklahoma for the 2025 class, it's really, really hard to knock any of these dudes that are ranked above him. But I still think Alex Shield Knight is poised to at least push to be a top-five player in state when all is said and done. Yeah, by the way, the top ten, um, did they I'm, – I'm trying to see – how many of the top 10 on rivals for 2025 in the state OU's offered? Elijah Thomas, yes, he's committed. Nate Roberts, yes. Kevin Sperry, yes, he's committed. Tristan Haynes, yes. C.J. Nixon, yes. Jaden Nixon is committed. Uh, Marcus James, yes. Alex Shield Knight, yes. Trene Washington, yes. And then there's C.J. Simon at number 10, uh, wide receiver for Moore. So is he the only one, nine out of out of the top 10 players have an OU offer for 25, right? Yeah, he's the only one. Man. He's the only one that does not have an OU offer. CJ Simon is. And I like the harsh reality is he probably won't get one just because the Sooners wide receiver room in 2025 is looking pretty dang good. So it's more of just a numbers thing than anything else. Well, he's good enough to play ball at Oklahoma. And so, again, we go back to it. This 2025 class within state lines is special. And it's as good a class as the state of Oklahoma has had in the 21st century and maybe ever. And the way that the Sooners have capitalized and are poised to capitalize to a greater extent on all of it is truly remarkable. Uh, One more text before we hit a break from the 405. What class is Kevin Sperry, and is he dominating at Carl Alberts? 2025, yes, he is dominating at Carl Alberts. Titans are uh, undefeated. Had a close call last week at Guthrie. Uh, but Carl Albert has uh, pretty much been dominating all the way through, just like Bixby so far this year. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of OU recruiting to get to. Yes, we'll talk OU Kansas and a whole lot more as well. Right here on The Ref, we're the homeless Sooner fans. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, you're family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. At Bob Moore Nissan, we make sure you get the right vehicle at the right value based on what's right for you. Experience exceptional at Bob Moore Nissan. I-35 in Tecumseh or online at bobmorenissan.com.
Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of Oklahoma City, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club offers its guests the opportunity to experience 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes, all pair and garage doors openers as well. Garage door openers as well. Give them a call 405-635-9499. That's 405-635-9499. Former Michigan State commits, four-star safety out of the state of Ohio, Reggie Powers, was in Norman on a visit this past weekend. Now, two days ago, he tweeted out Boomer Sooner and, you know, he in the photo shoot here with the OU gear on. The commit hasn't happened yet, but he hasn't posted himself from any other school. Um, it feels like we still could be very close to Reggie Powers committing uh, here in the next few days. What, do you, what, what say you? Parker Thune, what say you on Reggie Powers committing soon? Uh, first off, was that a mule shoeism that you just used? Um, no, I don't think not. He, he's not getting a whole lot of recruits in 2024 right now, and this kid's a 2024 commit, so I would say no to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I would be very surprised if we get out of the month of October without a commitment from Reggie Powers. I'll just I'll say it that way. Yeah, so that could um, that could happen quickly. I heard you say last hour that you wouldn't be surprised if there's three new commits in the next week. So mm-hmm. starting from now until next Friday, you think there's a chance that there's three new commits in the next week, correct? I think there's a very good chance of that, yes. Hmm. Well, uh, Reggie Powers, that could be uh, happening soon. Of course, you've got a uh, 2025 commits next week committing from Carl Albert, so maybe that's one of the three. Uh, what are the chances that Grant Bricks is one of the three that we're talking about here in the next week? Who knows? Wouldn't I love that, Tyler? I'm ready for this recruitment to end. Ready for the drives to Iowa to be uh, done for once and for all after a few trips up there already. Um, A&M got some tough news, didn't they? They lose a five-star offensive tackle, Weston Davis. He flips from A&M to LSU, which means OU's now the number six class on 24-7. Still the number five class on rivals, but... Does this just signify a flip, it happens, you move on? Or does a five-star offensive tackle flipping from A&M to LSU kind of give us a peek as to what's about to happen to A&M's recruiting class here down the stretch, seeing as they're struggling? Well, it's it's all kind of contingent upon whether Jimbo Fisher keeps his job because there will be ebb and flow from within this class. There will be guys that hop off the bandwagon. There will be guys that jump on as long as A&M continues to scuffle. It's really just a matter of, okay, well, do you feel like individually you can trust the direction of the program in College Station, or do you feel like you can't? But if Jimbo Fisher loses his job, A&M's going to take a major hit in recruiting. And look, at a certain point they will hire a new coach, that new coach will come forth with a new vision. He'll give everybody a bunch of catchy press conference snippets to run with, and A&M will get some of its mojo back. But the immediate fallout from a Jimbo Fisher firing would be significant on the recruiting trail. Yeah. No, it, it's um, For a lot of different schools, it would be very good news if Jimbo Fisher were to get uh, – 
fired down there at uh, Texas A&M. And good news for Jimbo Fisher, because guess what? He'd get over $70 million in buyout money. Uh, his life would uh, significantly improve as well. He wouldn't have to deal with the headache of A&M fans, A&M administration, and he would get $70 million paid out to him. So would, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be a bad deal for, uh, for, for Jimbo, that's for sure. Uh, okay, from the 832, any crystal balls for C.J. Nixon or Nate Roberts? Um, I don't believe there's any for C.J. Nixon right now. Did, are, are there a couple for Nate Roberts at, to, to, to OU? Uh, I know I projected Nate Roberts to OU back in August. I know several others across the industry have done the same, and I feel confident in predicting slash projecting that he winds up in Oklahoma's 2025 class, but he is going to be deliberate about taking visits in the meantime, so I don't anticipate a decision coming any time in the near future. C.J. Nixon's an interesting case, Um, and there's a lot to unpack there, more than we have time for, but... In essence, I just I question whether football is the thing for that guy, and I, I I know for a fact that there are those who believe his ceiling is actually higher on the basketball court than on the football field, and that's somewhat surprising to say because he's a six five big man or six five forward, I guess. So you would think, okay, a guy like that, he's going to be better on the gridiron, or at least have more of a future than he will on the hardwood. Not entirely convinced that's the case, and his junior film on the football field has left something to be desired. So that is not eh, that's not one that I'm just chalking up in Oklahoma's class just yet because they're also in the mix for several other top defensive end targets across the region, including a guy we just mentioned last segment in Alex Shield Knight. I will never not think of... When uh, C.J. Nixon is brought up, four-star from Weatherford, by the way, his basketball career is brought up, the 4-2 to basketball game last year against Anadarko, and in a 4-2 to win over Anadarko, he scored his 1,000th career point at Weatherford. Yeah, C.J. Nixon did that last year in a 4-2 to basketball game. A lot of you will remember that controversy from that uh, high school basketball game. That was, uh, that was a very, very, very... Big deal at the time. Yeah, just two uncommitted five stars, man. Like just this goes to show you that, you know, we are getting close to National Signing Day. Uh, what under two months now until we get there? Just two uncommitted five stars for 2024. You've got Elijah Rushing, uh, the five star defensive lineman out of Tucson, Arizona, and Jordan Seaton, the five star offensive lineman from IMG. And I I wonder if Oregon's going to get both of those. Um, there, there was definitely some early buzz for Oregon to get Elijah Rushing a couple of weeks back. Um, I he, he just visited Eugene. I wonder if Oregon's going to finish um, this cycle with two more five stars, with those two being the only two uncommitted left. Well, it, it, Oregon is one of those schools, too, where you've just kind of come to expect that down the stretch towards the end of the cycle, they always pull a five-star or two. One of those guys that stayed uncommitted and let his recruitment drag out all the way till the end. Because, you know, you know with what Oregon can offer that a lot of those types of kids are going to naturally gravitate to a place like Oregon. So, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Elijah Rushing is in Oregon's class. I believe I actually have a future cast in for him. And then Jordan Seaton, I mean, I... <laughs> 
I don't know where that kid ends up right now, but if it were Oregon, that would not surprise me one bit. Just you mentioned Oregon, I thought of Dan Lanning, and I feel like nationally, Dan Lanning gets a, a good amount of credit as a recu- as a uh, recruiter. Now, some will say, "Wow, oh, the Oregon money helps him be a better recruiter," and, and that's fair. I I was just thinking about Dan Lanning and how much credit he gets by some nationally in recruiting, and and thinking of other coaches that get credit as recruiters as well. Kirby Smart, obviously. Nick Saban is there as well. I think Sark does too. My, my real question is, OU got a top five class last year. They're a top five class right now, according to rivals. Something that the program hasn't done in a while. And really, even when things were going at Clemson, it's not like they were pulling in a ton of top five classes. Does Brent Venables and this staff... Do they get the credit nationally that they deserve as a recruiting staff? Because the numbers bear out, like the rankings have kind of, you know, show that this is a this is an elite recruiting staff that they have on campus right now. I just wonder if they get the credit nationally that some of these other uh, coaches do. I don't feel like they do yet, but I feel like come the end of the 2024 cycle when Oklahoma ties a bow on what I expect to be at minimum a top 10 class and potentially a top 5 class, the narrative will come around. The national discourse will come around. Yeah, just some uh, some get a lot of credit, and I mean, who, whatever. I know this staff doesn't care if they get that from national recruiting analysts, but I don't know. The, the results are proven that they are they are elites when it comes to recruiting on uh, both sides of the football. That's what I'm seeing anyway. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to more of those, the big storylines when it comes to OU Kansas, and yes. More OU football recruiting as well, right here on The Ref. If you're in your 40s or older and you're thinking about improving your vision, let me introduce you to the new LASIK, or as we like to call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which often leads patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to monovision. Here's the best part. With lens replacement, you'll never require cataract surgery. Lens replacement, the new LASIK. It's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this season. Boomer Sooner! This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Messaging and data rates may apply. 
Entrepreneurs and More Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, More Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, our mission is to provide service our members can count on. We were built by our communities for our communities, and we're proud of our 86-year history of serving our neighbors with affordable, reliable service. First with electricity in 1937, then with high-speed fiber internet services in 2017. That's the power of connection. Visit okcoop.org slash capital credits to learn more about the cooperative difference. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, Jeff from OKC on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, might be going out for some high school football tonight. Which game should I go watch? Well, Jeff, I can give you nine high school football games that you should watch tonight, whether you're in person or not. Go to krefsports.tv tonight. We have nine high school football games all starting, well, I should say, Eight starting at 7 p.m., one starting at 7.30. We've got Norman High and UConn at 7, Westmore and Norman North at 7, Moore at Bixby at 7, Enid at Southmore at 7 p.m., Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Hill at Deer Creek at 7 p.m., Union at Edmund Memorial at 7 p.m., 
Mustang at Edmond North, 7 p.m., Edmond Santa Fe at Owasso at 7.30, and then Bishop McGinnis at Piedmont at 7 p.m. That's krefsports.tv. That is your smartphone, that's your computer, that's your iPad, really any place that you can get the internet, krefsports.tv. We have an awesome lineup for you on this Friday night. In a bit of breaking news for OU in the 2025 class, about well, 10 minutes well, ago, well. yeah, how about that? This normally means good news. This is normally a good sign, Parker. Alex Shield Knight, 2025 defensive lineman. We've been talking about him this hour. You and Brandon over at OUinsider.com put in a future cast for him. He just announced that he will announce on November 10th. So I will take that as a good sign for OU. Does he like covered wagons? Survey says yes, Tyler. Yeah, I think he... Uh, I think he's really going to like covered wagons coming up on uh, November. What was that? November 12th? Yeah, November 10th. November 10th. November 10th. Yeah, for uh, Alex Shield Knight. 832, when is the next recruiting rankings update? And are there any commits that look to improve in the rankings? I'll let you handle that one. So in the 2024 class, I believe for our folks at Rivals, the update, the next update is coming in late November, early December. Now, just looking through this list, guys that I would expect to rise include Michael Boganowski. I think he goes up. I think there's a chance Daniel Akinkumi picks up that fourth star. Andy Bass is going to go up in a big way. That is my expectation. He better. Uh-huh. Uh... Eugene Brooks is probably due for an uptick. He's been really, really impressive on senior film. Um, I think Wyatt Gilmore at least rises to high three-star territory. He's a mid-three-star right now on Rivals. And then Michael Hawkins, man, with what he's done as a senior, he's already high. He's already higher ranked on Rivals than he is on other recruiting services, but. It's pretty undeniable at this point that that dude is one of the absolute best quarterbacks in the nation, and I wouldn't put it past him to make a move into the top 150. Feels like he is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in this 24 class. You know, like he's not, and I guess most people talk about the five-star quarterbacks in the class, right, or someone who's committed to a program where they could come in and play right away given their quarterback situation. Maybe Michael Hawkins isn't talked about a lot because of his star rating. Maybe Michael Hawkins isn't talked about a lot because OU has Jackson Arnold committed in front of him and Kevin Sperry behind him. And I am not, you know, saying that this guy needs to be elevated to five-star status or calling him one of the best in the country. But it definitely seems like he's very underrated given where he's ranked by most services. Yeah, I mean, he's got... He's got one interception in nine games and over 40 total touchdowns as a senior in high school. It's pretty in good. In Texas, Tyler. So, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that dude has proven it. He has put it on tape as a senior. Any doubts that folks had about his skills have been largely settled based on what he's accomplished. SEC Snob says, when is Kevin Sperry going to be eligible for Recruiter of the Month? Because that kid has put in the effort. Yeah, he has. If Kevin Sperry can get all of his teammates at Carl Alberts that have OU offers committed, um, and it may, to your point, SEC snob, maybe it needs to happen before that. 
But at some point, yes, we're going to have to be talking about Kevin Sperry for KREF Recruiter of the uh, of the Month here. Maybe November he can. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, he's he's been instrumental, and he's part of the reason why this 2025 class for Oklahoma is soaring so high so fast. Because when he committed early, he put it in a lot of other guys' heads to commit early as well. And I think with Oklahoma jumping out to a 7-0 and start in year two under Brent Venables, and with really a, a limitless upward trajectory for this program as a whole right now, there's a lot of confidence to be had in committing early to OU if you're a member of the 2025 class right now. Mark from Enid says, is Peyton Bowen healthy as far as you guys know? When he only played five, six snaps last week and he, he was in a he was in a boot. Um, I, I, what, what do you, I mean, he wasn't 100% healthy last week. Didn't stop him from making a big play on third down. I expect him to be limited again tomorrow. Now, what does that mean? I think it depends on the flow of the game, right? It could mean he play. It, it could mean he plays five snaps. It could mean he plays twenty-five snaps. I don't think he's in there every single down. And again, I think the flow of the game ultimately dictates how much you see him on the field. But naturally, that is not a guy that you want hobbled for your most important stretch of the season. And this is an important stretch of the season. These next two weeks against Kansas and Oklahoma State. But if you're playing for a college football playoff berth a month from now, you want to have Peyton Bowen at 100%. So the Sooners aren't going to push him any faster than he's ready to go physically. Whether it's five plays or 25 plays, whether it's 100% or 75% is health, he'll, he'll make a play tomorrow. You know that, right? It does not matter. Oh, yeah. It he does not. Does. It does not matter. It, it could be an interception, putting his helmet on the football, uh, coming free for a sack on a big third down. I, I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere else. Like Peyton Bowen, Peyton Bowen's going to make a big play tomorrow. Like that. That much is that much is for sure. Like that's that's going to happen. The the only thing more certain tomorrow than Peyton Bowen making a big play is Nick Anderson going to score a touchdown tomorrow. Like that's that's going to happen as well, given the past what four, I love four or five games. I loved Uncle's I loved Uncle's moniker for Nick Anderson, Nick Six. How has nobody thought of that yet? That's uh, gold. Yeah, I don't. Has no one come up with that yet? Yeah, it, I don't it, think so. It's it first I'd heard it. Has he got like sixteen catches, eight touchdowns on the year? Uh, that's uh-huh. that's wide receiver number one right there, Nick Anderson. What what, what is the What's the biggest storyline going into tomorrow? OU's run game? Because that's what we spent most of the week talking about thus far. I would say without question it has to be OU's run game. Because OU's run game at a certain point has to turn the corner, Tyler. Because you can't be a championship team. And like it or not, that's what expectations have shifted to for Oklahoma. They're expected to be a championship team, or at least a championship level team, here in 2023 And you can't have a very obvious gaping liability and vulnerability on the offensive side if that is to be the case. And that's what this backfield has been for Oklahoma. They need to get right. Yeah, they do. Uh, Nick Six was on Twitter a few days ago, says one texter. Nick Six was all over X last week. Okay. Was it? How did I miss this? Uh, I, I don't know. And one person calls it X. One person calls it Twitter. One person says N-I-K, the other says N-I-C. So we have a, <laughs> variations of the uh, same text, essentially. There, So there you go. All over the place. Mark from Enid says, tomorrow is Stogner's turn. 
He's due. I, I'll say this about Stogner. It feels like he's played his two best games of the of the year these past two weeks. Caught a couple of balls against Texas and blocked his ass off against UCF last week. I'm not, Mark, I'm not going to predict Stogner to have six catches for 100 yards, but might he have a touchdown and a big play tomorrow? I, he's, he's trending in a positive direction. I'd be down to see that happen. Stogner's paid his dues, man, and it feels like that big game for him almost has to happen at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Leatherneck Sooner, here's, uh, here's a hot take for you. Tawi will come close to breaking Samaje's record. Samaje's record of Whoa. 427 yards. I, I, I can't say that that would be fitting because we really haven't seen any signs of running backs being all that capable of rushing for over 100 yards in a game. What does it happen one time this year? But how, how crazy would that be? We've been complaining about the running backs all year long, and then uh, Tawi Walker rushes for 420 yards, seven less than Samaje's record. That'd be great, right? Yeah, that would alleviate a lot of concerns, and it would also effectively settle the backfield hierarchy once and for all. That it would. If if someone rushes for 420 yards tomorrow, yeah, they are number they are running back number one moving forward. Case closed. Nine one eight agree on Stog. He scores a tutty tomorrow, and apparently the Nick Anderson nickname was a poll question on uh, Twitter last week. All right, cool. Oh, okay. We're out of the loop there. I, again, I don't know how I missed this. I see so much stuff on Twitter that nothing typically gets by me. But uh, I, my apologies for giving Uncle credit for something he apparently should not have received credit for. Julio says, Javante Barnes will be your leading rusher at Kansas. Give me – oh, he, I, I gave it to Julio, and I didn't even read the second part of the text. He was asking for it. So you're welcome, Julio. You're welcome. I did it before you even asked me to do it on the second part of the text. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to more of your text tomorrow, OU football as well, right here on The Ref. Nobody covers your team like The Ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer... Locked in. Dorsey Jones is family-owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. They have half-price oil changes on Saturdays. Go see them. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. You'll be in Lamar's, Iowa tonight seeing OU offensive line target Grant Bricks, the number 100 player overall nationally, according to Rivals. What's the, uh, what's the mission tonight? To get photos of Grant? Video of Grant? See when a decision date's going to come? Just check in. What's, what's objective number one for you tonight with him? <laughs> well, objective number one is to see if we can get a timeline on this thing. That's That's been my objective the last few times I've been out to see Grand Bricks and Isla is, okay, like, can we get a clearly defined idea of when this thing is wrapping up? And we might, we might not, but look, as I was kind of putting the schedule together for the month of October, I figured, well, shoot. Bricks is one of the few uncommitted targets left on the board for Oklahoma. I'm going to be up in Lawrence. I'd go to Lee's Summit North tonight, but they don't actually play. They have a first-round yes. bye in the Missouri State playoffs. Yep. 
So I figured, well, you know what? I guess it just makes sense to go see Bricks again. He's got to be, in terms of uncommitted players, I'm not talking about players that you're trying to flip. Uncommitted players, is there even a question that he's your highest priority target at this point? Mm, I mean, I, I, I'd hear an argument for Reggie Powers. I mean, folks, I, there are some folks out there that are absolutely in love with Reggie Powers' tape, and it's good. Don't get me wrong. I just think you got to have a stone cold killer in this offensive line group. I do too. And that's one thing I don't, I I don't know if you have that right now. You've got four prospects that individually are exciting and have traits that are conducive to success at the University of Oklahoma. But Bricks is just an executioner, man, and he is he's got the highest ceiling of anybody on your board right now no question about it whether committed or uncommitted I mean I like I like Reggie Powers too but even before we found out about his offer it was I felt pretty good about the secondary class that OU's getting and I mean Reggie Powers being a part of it makes it even better it makes it maybe a top three just just overall position group that you have uh if, if he's in there but Grant Bricks really solidifies the offensive line class. We said that a lot, but I think it's really true. So I, I think he's your highest priority target left, um, left on the board. That's for 24. In terms of 25, I, uh, I had to laugh today, man, because I was on 24-7. And there on the front page is a story on Lincoln Cure, the Goodland, Kansas product talking about well, well, whoa well. this guy this this 2025 kid he's bringing attention to a small kid in a small kid in kansas like this kid is legit yeah lincoln cure's already gotten some uh, offers it does not sound like that's going to slow down anytime soon no and it was interesting so i got the chance to touch base with him uh and we had a phone conversation last night tyler uh you'll be excited to hear this kid grew up an ou fan uh-oh Grew up an OU fan in Goodland, Kansas. That's normally uh-huh. a pretty good said Baker Mayfield made me fall in love with OU. Baker Mayfield, K-Ref Recruiter of the Month, whenever it happens. Mark it down now. <laughs> when Lincoln Cure commits, Baker Mayfield will be K-Ref Recruiter of the Month. And then we'll get Kevin Sperry in there at, uh, at some point as well. Santa John wants to know, are there any rumors regarding A&M defensive tackle transfer portal entries to OU. Well, I'm sure there's rumors about that. Like anything that you can say yeah. concrete, I, I that's that I'm not so yeah, sure no, about. Yeah, that's that's all they are is rumors. They're rumors right now and nothing more. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's kind of kind of where I'd be as well. But I guess anything is possible if Jimbo gets fired at the end of the year or if they roll off a 7 and 5. John from Bartlesville says, we need clock control this week. Saturday's uh, conditions will require hard-nosed, short-yardage runs like Eric Gray did way back when. Did he leave any of his spinach from his senior year behind, or has Tawi Walker eaten it all? I guess that's what they need tomorrow is spinach from uh, Tawi Walker. Short yardage, I think, has been, been okay for the most part. They had a third and two last week that didn't go all that well. But ever since they kind of abandoned the um, short yardage package with uh, Jackson Arnold, not that the run game's been great, but around the goal line short yardage, it definitely hasn't been bad. It's been okay for the most part, so that's not a huge concern for me, I guess. Does it count as game participation if Jackson Arnold trots onto the field to take a snap, 
but then a timeout is called and he never actually plays in the football game because that's what happened last week. I was like, yep. huh, I wonder how that counts toward the red shirt rule. And then Javante Barnes ran halfway out on the field and then ran back to the sideline at one point in the second half. Oh, man. I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. I will go ahead and jot that down that that happened. Fascinating. Looked like he was going to go in the game, and someone else said, no, nah, hey, back over here, dude. Back over here. All right, safe trip to Lamar's tonight from uh, Omaha and then back down to uh, Lawrence tomorrow. That'll do it for Locked In. The Rush coming up next right here on The Ref.